that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful host, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Good evening, kings and queens. Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Jenny Lee. And today we have an amazing guest speaker that's going to uh, join us in just a moment. Uh, we have a Brooklyn native, Jay, who is a music artist manager and owner of a full service entertainment company focusing on the artist development. As a recent first, gener uh, first generation graduate from the College of St. Rose, Jay started designing a platform that would connect talent individuals to each other's today. And she'll be actually be joining us sharing a little bit of her testimony and then we'll also be speaking on toxic friendships. So thank you so much, Jay, for tuning in with Uncommon Women today and being a part of our platform. Um, before we get into the good stuff, is there anything that you want to share that I didn't speak on to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, I just wanted to say hi and thank you for having me. I appreciate the two of you bringing me onto the show. I've been watching and listening in and seeing you guys promote it. And I was like, I really want to like just talk about something. I didn't care what the topic was. I was like, I feel like I can fit into some of these topics. So thank you for inviting me and having me here. And then, yeah, you kind of covered it all. I work with a few music artists. I offer services to artists of all levels. I host events. I work for NBC Studios. And right now I'm just really working on myself and focusing on my passion. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Do you have any upcoming events that you would like to discuss right now or you still have everything in the works? Um, I actually have an event next Saturday on the 18th. It's Photoganza 7. It's a networking and performance all embodiment event. It has everything. You also get a photo shoot when you come. So it's a really cool event. You come in, you get to watch performances. It's about gaining content. So it's open to everyone, the general public, music artists, models, influencers. And there's a lot of people from the industry, music producers, and a lot of other people. So it's really just a fun and creative experience. That's awesome. And just to confirm, is it going to be in New York as well? Yes, it's going to be in Manhattan. Okay, perfect. So what I can do, um, if you have any information in regards to the event, I can actually post that as well. Um, yeah, I'll send it to you. Information. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. And then I can add the information onto the bio for this as well. So that way we can get more people out there and get more exposure and then everyone can come out and, and enjoy Yay, their self for your event next week. So it's good I that you came that. on today. Thank you. Because that's next yeah. week. That's, that's close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. All right, perfect. So before we get into talking about, you know, toxic relationships, toxic is a, a big word that's going around yeah. these days. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we we always talk about toxic relationships, but we don't get into the friendships because friendship, friendships can be toxic as well. Can mm -hmm. you tell us a little bit about your childhood and how was your life growing up? Yeah, um, but I agree with you in terms of friendships. It can be toxic. Friendships are relationships. And it's interesting because we have friendships growing up our entire lives and some that stay with us and some that phase in and out. But mm -hmm. my childhood was pretty good. I moved around a lot. I really like for my first few years, like from first grade to like fifth grade, I was in a new school every other year. And then fifth grade, I kind of just stayed all the way to eighth grade. And then from there, I went to high school. So it kind of like bounced around a little bit. So it was hard. I didn't really have a lot of friends that stayed consistent throughout the years. Um, but I had a really big family. So I feel like that was really where my friendships came, like my uncles, my aunts, my mom, my grandma, my mom's my best friend. So I feel like, Aww. you know, I learned a lot about friendships from her. <laughs> That's awesome. 
So yeah. But I also like going into like high school, I've had a few toxic friendships that really like were more on petty stuff. I feel like they were things that as an adult looking back, it's kind of like, oh, it wasn't that serious. Like we could have fixed that in a conversation or we could have fixed that literally within 30 seconds without it having to be such a big blowout. But in high school, you kind of feel like the world's ending over every situation. So it's kind of like, how do you hold on to those friendships that like aren't serving you? But I would have to say my most toxic friendship and the one that I really wanted to focus on was my most recent friendship. And it was with an old roommate. And this one was just the top of the cake for me, I think in terms of toxic friendships. And in saying that, like, I want people to also know, like, we're all toxic. We all play a role in every situation. A relationship is a two-way street. So the right. same way we have toxic friendships, we also played a role in that toxicity. So with this certain situation, it's not really where I feel more of a victim. It's more of like, it was just a mess that could have been avoided. If that makes sense. And I feel like people can yeah. kind of relate to that looking back in certain relationships. Absolutely. And I think um, even to go back into high school, you know, sometimes we feel as though like we know it all. And even though <laughs> your, your mom is your best friend now, was she your best friend back then as well? Um, not the way she is now. <laughs> <laughs> so do you see how, I mean, I definitely can re relate in regards to as an adult, um, being a teen is like the last thing I want to get advice or speak to is yeah. my parents or mm -hmm. someone that's older than me. So in high school, we we're very catty and we feel as though we know everything. And yeah. that's a part of learning. I think yeah. building those friendships and knowing knowing how to conversate with people is a, mm -hmm. is a part of learning. And that mm -hmm. goes into, that brings back to your relationship with your roommate. Um, I guess could, that could have been handled differently based off of communication. Can we, let's speak on some signs of toxic friendships Yeah. Um, that we can, you know, trigger when it's like, well, something, something's not right here. Let's, let's bring it back and let's come to a place of awareness on mm -hmm. both ends. Um, Jenny Lee, is there anything that you would like to speak about that um, shows toxic uh, toxicity in friendships? Um, boundaries, disrespectful boundaries. When they're not respecting your boundaries, that is, mm -hmm. I think, one of my big things in a friendship is, you know, like, I, I don't like certain things being touched. You know, don't touch my things without asking, you know, or... I don't mind, you know, you want to borrow something, ask, or, you know, just doing something and you're like, you're, you have to express yourself like, hey, don't do that. But then they just invade that space and the disrespect. And then it's just like, you know, you let them know, they continue to do it. And then you have to just put a stop to it. Because sometimes even though when you communicate with someone about it, sometimes they just don't listen and they continue to do it. So then... You're, you get annoyed, you know, in that, but then you continue to be that friend. Like you said, um, Jay, like you're in the toxicity because you keep allowing dealing it. with it. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. I, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think there's a couple of signs of toxic friendship mm -hmm. as though uh, a person or a friend that makes you feel guilty uh, mm -hmm. hanging with other people is a part of having toxicity yes um, and they feel as though that you can only be theirs <laughs> yep. Um, yep. there there should be some type of balance and like you said jenny lee there definitely should be um boundaries when it comes to that you're you should be able to have more than one friend and you shouldn't exactly. feel guilty of spending mm -hmm. other time spending your time with other people as long as you're making the time to spend with them and mm -hmm. you know just making time for yourself as well but the mm -hmm. ones that that always, you know, make you feel guilty or, you know, try to point fingers fingers when you're spending more time with someone else. I feel as though that's a toxic trait from a friend. Um, let me think something else. 
uh, a friend that that always focuses on their problems and mm-hmm. don't have time yeah. to listen to your problems. I think yeah. that's a big one because, like I said, it has to be some type of balance. So, like, if I'm going through something, I want to be able to confide in you and hear your opinion in regards to things. Vice versa, if you're going through something, I want to be always to be um, be able to listen to what you're going through and mm-hmm. give you my um, personal advice on it. I don't want it to be one-sided. I want it to be yeah. a balance where we both can communicate and that we have time for each other when we're going through things, not just to hear about your situation or your problems and you know, not making time to hear about mine. Exactly. It's a two-way street. You got to listen. You got to listen to understand and listen to communicate. I mean, I mean, if you're both going through something, you have to like somewhat be there for each other in a way and still listen to each other and communicate. Now, if it's just one sided, you know, I've had friendships like that. I could be talking, I can have, I can, I could be talking about myself and all of a sudden it switches to them. Mm -hmm. And when it switches to them, all of a sudden it's just about them. And I'm just like, hey, we were just talking about what I'm going through. Or they'd be like, oh, but, you know, I've been through. I was like, but can we talk about me? Then you can talk about you. So that can be annoying, you know, like, again, we're in the toxicity with them. And sometimes we just deal with it because we either we've been friends with them for such a long time and we know that. But we know at the same time, it's like, okay, what can I do to change them or try to make them understand like, hey, you know, it's not always just about you. It's about me sometimes. Sometimes it's also your turn, you know. Okay, you go through things. I went through things, but now this is about me. I agree. And I also feel as though, yeah, and I also feel as though when we express that with with our friends um, and how we're expressing it, that plays a good part in regards to them understanding, you know, not Mm -hmm. talking to them where it's like, you know what, we was talking about, like, like we were talking about me. Why are you focusing on you? It's it's Mm -hmm. how you approach the situation. And then also your other friend has to be accountable or be Mm -hmm. able to um, see the correlation of where there was a disconnect because Mm -hmm. that's very important in building healthy relationships and, you know, just, just making things be at peace with friendships. If they're not being able to, you know, apologize or be accountable for their actions, mm-hmm. um, you may want to revisit it so that you guys are on the same page so that you can avoid those type of interactions in the future. Yeah. Their reactions are a huge part of noticing a sign. I feel like, if you express your boundaries to your friends and let them know something and their reaction is extremely aggressive or angry or their mood switches and they change up how they act around Mm -hmm. you and the mood swings. I had to deal with that a lot with my um, last toxic friendship. And it was just a lot of, if things didn't go their way, if she didn't get if it wasn't done the way she wanted, if you didn't say things the way she wanted it, it was such a huge reaction that it wasn't even worth it. Mm. So it's like seeing how they react to certain things is a huge sign and flag. Mm-hmm. How did it make you feel during that process of being uh, being friends with your roommate? Was it draining trying to express yourself and then, you know, the reaction to you talking about how you felt? Did, did it feel draining or was it just something that you just dealt with? How did What emotions were you going through? It was honestly something that in the moment I was dealing with, it didn't seem as big of a deal until I kind of removed myself from the situation. Mm. Um, And most of it was more of an illusion type of effect. And that, that was more of the problem between our friendship. There was a lot of things happening behind the scenes that I was unaware of. And there was a lot of line that was happening and so it was three of us and two of us are still like me and one other girl we're still extremely close we have a great friendship um but we were both kind of the targets of this weird game that was being played like it was just very weird to find out like that the person you've been hanging out with and that feels like family has this whole other narrative and agenda and speaks so differently about you in front of people has a different type of you know reaction towards you and setting you up in certain situations that are just 
insane. So it was very intense to find all that out. And I feel like me and my um, current friend now, we kind of found this out at the same time, the week mm, of graduation. Wow. So it was like graduation week. We were about to sign a lease to continue on to live together. And I find out, like I see text messages, screenshots, conversations. I have people coming to me like just to let you know this and this and this. And it was just a flood of information that came in of someone who I had been living with for so many years. Wow. How did that make you feel when you, when the light, when everything came to light? Um, it was sad. It was really disappointing. It was like a breakup. Mm -hmm. I felt like it was someone that I was in a relationship with, but not romantically, just like platonically. And right. it was just yeah. kind of like a betrayal in a way that you wouldn't have expected. But at the same time, it's like you were being warned. You saw the warning signs and you chose to stay. And I feel like that happens for us in friendships and relationships. I've had relationships where I've mimicked that same action where it was like, I saw the warning signs. I saw that it was toxic, but something about it made me still stay. And mm -hmm. then when the outcome that I knew was going to happen happened, it was like, you're still disappointed. Yes. Yeah. You brought up a good point. You said that you've seen the signs, but we, we ignore it just like yeah, we, yeah. we sure do. How many times do we get in relationships with guys and our girls is like, girl, y'all see that sign? And we're like, we make an excuse. It's okay. He just needs love. Yeah. We dust, we dust those signs off with men, but sometimes we dust it off with friends too. Yes, very yeah. true indeed. And, and I, I think that sometimes like when we're, like you said, you live with your roommate. I live with roommates, but you get so used to them. Yeah. You know, you, you get family. to, you get, they're like, they become family. So you don't, you don't, you see them, but you're just like, hmm, nah, I'm not seeing that. So then you just kind of like shove it under the rug until like unexpected. Like when you said you found out on your graduation, all these text messages and people are telling you this. And sometimes like that's hurtful because there's a lot of pain, a lot of betrayal. And what I've learned through that, you know, when you let go of friendship, it's okay to grieve it because mm -hmm. you you had love for that person and it's okay to grieve. It's like a broken heart when you break up with someone in a relationship or any other relationship. Yeah. So it's okay to be able to grieve and it's okay to, you know, you know, go heal through that and, and just allow your wounds to heal, you know, and then eventually, you know, when you're ready to forgive you know, and then you you can be able to be like, you know what, I forgive this person and then you can finally move on. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, everyone knows that it takes a, it takes a big step to want to forgive that person, especially someone that's been your friend for such a long time that you consider family. Yeah, agreed. So let's speak on that. What what long term effects do we have on toxic friends? Trust issues. Yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Do you want yeah. to elaborate? You want me to piggyback off of you? <laughs> <laughs> I think just issues is such a big one. I know, like, I struggled even like after my friendship ended. Like, it was hard for me to kind of trust because I had that friendship end, and then I had another friendship with someone who was there with me while I was going through this ending of the friendship so when me and my roommate stopped being friends this person kind of went through those emotions with me they kind of saw me go through all of that and um i found out like the person started acting kind of weird towards me and then i found out that he was still friends with her and they were still keeping a friendship going and like but he was coming to me and you know, talking about her negatively to me. So in my eyes, that was a sign of like, well, if you can sit with me, me. and Don't talk negatively about her, but then you can go to her. Who's to say you're not telling her everything? Mm -hmm. You know, so that freaked me out and I kind of just cut them off. And my trust issues have been a little all over the place recently. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I agree. Once you build that connection with a friend and you confide and you, you tell them all types of things. And then 
that relationship is broke, it's harder for us to confide into other people or to oh. believe that it's genuine or their their relationship with us is authentic. It's sometimes it's like we said, it's like relationships. What do you want from me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, like, are you truly here to be my friend? Are you truly here to to embrace my identity of, of who I am or or mm -hmm. you have a modem or motive or is it just going to be about you? I think we also um, long term effects is sometimes we lose ourselves in our identity. Yep. We start questioning yep. ourselves as friends. Like, am mm -hmm. I a good friend? This all happened because yep. I did this, that, and a third. Or are we not where we were because of how I reacted or something? Mm -hmm. I didn't express myself the proper way. Or yeah. you know, we we start questioning everything about ourselves when when we sometimes we just need to look at everything as a whole and remove ourselves from the equation and then look at everything as as a whole not just based off of our point of view and their point of view yeah exactly go ahead and i know that it can also call long-term effects can also cause a lot of P, uh, ptsd and trauma depending oh, yeah. on how the relationship ends because sometimes relationships end badly and suddenly um you know some friendships can be very abusive you know, when mm -hmm. you continue to stay in the relationship, you know, it can be very negative and very abusive and you continue to stay in it and it can cause learned term effects, like I said, on trauma and that can really affect us in the long term. So again, you have to seek healing for that. You have to seek help for that because, you know, you can't keep that How you, you will never make other friends and you continue to just stay there and stay stuck in those long-term effects. So, you know, if anyone is going through something like that, make sure you're getting some help because I know there's a lot of resources out there because, you know, you can have a genuine fr relationship, friendship with someone. Yeah. Okay. And it's really common too. Like, I feel like seeking help and like therapy is just like, mm -hmm. it's extremely common. It's really easy to do. Like there's different coping mechanism, like, when you're dealing with stuff like i know i deal with anxiety a lot so there's a lot that like i found on like pinterest or instagram or tiktok that you can also do like to meditate and just rebalance yourself and focus in on yourself because sometimes like we get so wrapped into all the drama that's happening and then we start beating ourselves up and then like mm -hmm. before we know it you fall into a mini depression and yep. you don't even realize that you were falling that whole time so it's like mm -hmm. you have to really focus in on yourself especially when you're at your lowest yeah exactly you know not only that like surround yourself with genuine people because there are genuine people you just gotta i've learned that sometimes you have to give the person the benefit of the benefit of the doubt when you meet someone you know, you have to give them some sort of trust in order for you to open up because yes, we all have trust issues when it comes to obviously things that we have experienced and went through. But when you're like searching or you meet someone and you're like, okay, I can really be this person's friend. But sometimes you also got to go in sometimes just with that benefit of the doubt, taking that step in to at least have a little bit of trust because if, you know, you can't make friends and, you know, have these trust issues and it, you know, I just feel like then, you know, you're, you're just going to be by yourself all the time because, you know, you're not taking that initiative because, but truly, again, there is genuine people out there. You just got to, they're there. You just got to find them and know and find the green, the green signs, the good signs, because there is some, not the red signs. You got to make sure you got, you're very mindful of the red signs because, you know, like I said, we all get stuck in them and we just ignore them. Let's speak on that. Can you speak on some healthy boundaries when it comes to friendships? Um, I can say one. I know, like, I have a friend who, she's dope. Um, she really, like, she's very direct with everything. And it's never, like, in a disrespectful tone. If she doesn't want to come out, she's like, truthfully, I'm not feeling up to it. I would love to go out, but I'm going to stay in today. And I think that's just, it's so simple, but it's so rare. I feel like people always look for an excuse. They wait for the last minute. They just won't answer. But like, she's just very direct. She'll just say what it is. And it's like, you know, it's with good intentions. There's like, I like that. But I wanted to also add um, something of 
sometimes something I've dealt with is like sometimes the green flags or what looks like the green flags can actually be red flags. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've dealt with a lot. So I feel like maybe someone else has dealt with it. And it's really where like I saw that somebody was very genuine and very loving. And like I would see little red flags here and there, but the good things were always so nice and exaggerated yeah. to then find out that it was more lies. It was yeah. fake. and I feel like that happens so much more commonly and people don't really talk about it and that's where the trust issues come in in terms of like you see someone who's showing you a lot of love and a lot of attention but then you think back to someone who was overly doing it because they were hiding something in the background Mm -hmm. like recognizing the true like green flags and yeah so like consistency would be my last Mm, that's good when that's you see good. that is that is and their energy and their tone and everything like that's when you know things are solid mm, yeah i i i agree I, I definitely agree and not only that it takes time to get to know someone you know mm-hmm. you know you can't just be like oh this is my friend my best, friend. <laughs> yeah, my best friend there you go oh, my best friend you know when you meet someone they become so an associate for me i consider them an associate as you know as we build the relationship and we become close okay you're my friend then as we get closer and then i feel like not only that you become my best friend but you're like family to me that that is i think the last point for me is where when it comes to the friendship when you start uh you have you i let you in completely and make and that you're like my family member you know, it, 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 I think it's just steps. It's just taking steps to building because, you know, there's certain people that meet each other and they're like, like Shanera said, that's my bestie. No, you don't know somebody in the month. Just because somebody was rocking out with you consistently every single day of one month, they're not your bestie. I have my best friend for, I have a best friend from the time I was 13 and we've had our ups and downs but you know what we have 25 plus years of friendship and it has not been easy but we continue to be but she's not just family she's my sister so that's a genuine relationship friendship obviously we took baby steps from being kids to where we are where we're about to we're about to we're in our 40s you know so and it takes a long time just to build that foundation in a genuine healthy relationship that's good I feel as though there's always um, purposes, purpose yep. mm-hmm. in, in different types of friendships. You know, yep. I, have, I have different categories for my yeah. friends. Personally, it's like, you know, I got my high school friends that's been my friends from thick and thin since mm-hmm. I was 14. I have my business friends that's there to give me advice or encourage or uplift me when I need some business help. And then I have associates where I can, you know, speak to or empower them or be mm-hmm. there for them. Cause sometimes, you know, we are placed in people's, um, sometimes we're placed in other people's lives to help them and empower them. Yep. And just having boundaries of when you're encouraging them or when you're, you know, being positive on their end, that we're able to uplift them in certain times. So I have associates, I have business friends, I have mm-hmm. childhood friends. I think it's all about balance. I think it's all about knowing your surroundings and who you consider a friend. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, sorry, we had a comment. Um, also, <laughs> acquaintance or associates in the beginning. I agree. Um, and also just just being aware of who you're bringing into your personal space, because mm-hmm. it's all about energy. If there's negative energy or anything negative mm-hmm. that's maybe affecting or hindering your growth, that's probably not the person that you need to be um, in your circle as long term, because it's all about elevating and being positive and being encouraged and being uplifted. Those are the type of people that you want to need, need in your corner. Yep that's going to push you to your full potential, not someone Mm -hmm. that's going to bring you down and talk and just be about gossip and not prospering in life. Mm -hmm. I think those are Mm -hmm. good um, aspects when it comes to healthy friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, Does anyone want to add anything? I agree. I totally agree with everything that you're saying. You know, we have, and and I think it's also like our, like you said, your surroundings, the people that you have around, you know, which is important because 
You can't have a negative Nancy speaking all the time. You know, I have friends like that where, you know, they want to be positive, but then everything just comes out of their mouth so negative. And I'm just like, like, I really can't talk to you because all you do is speak negative. Like, you know, I'm trying to speak some positive stuff and you're just like ramping on on the negative stuff. And people like that, you know, you you got you can still love them and try to still, you know, speak life into them. But sometimes you also got to put the boundaries up with them, too. You have to because, you know, that the, the positive and the negative do not equal together. They do not go together when one is being positive, the other one's being negative. So like with me, I just kind of like put that boundary where I just step back a little bit from them and don't really talk to them like that because for some reason it's the same conversation when I talk to them. So, you know, I love them. You got to love them from afar and you got to keep that boundary up. You know, you know, majority of my friends are very positive and I love, and like you said, it's all about the energy. Like you said, Shanara, the energy is definitely when you have people that are speaking life into you, that's when you feel more powerful yourself, you know? And I'm thankful and grateful for the people that I have in my life because they push me, you know, and, and you become positive, you know, they're speaking into you, you be positive. And then the next person you meet, you want to speak into them like that too. It, it's, it's an ongoing thing. You know, you, you once person speaking into you, you speaking into the next person, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. I think my strongest friendships are the ones of everyone who's super supportive, everyone's super positive. Like, we're all our own things. We're all trying to work on their own stuff, like mm -hmm. we're supporting each other's projects. So it's like, it's cool when you get around people that are genuinely happy for you and you're like small yep. and then you can be happy for them. And it's just like, I, I get what you're saying, like having that whole circle of just positivity and fun and like, it just, it boosts things and it makes it feel more, it's easier to continue the friendship without running into so many bumps when everyone is just mm -hmm. with each other. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. So let's speak on ways. Um, Positive suggestions for, sorry, positive suggestions for needy friends. Mm. The ones that kind of cling on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A non-toxic answer. No, but <laughs> I think that just communication is like, especially like in the beginning of your friendships, I think setting that rapport with people is extremely important like if you let them in all the time you know they're gonna get used to having access to you in that way so it's just a matter of setting up those boundaries um, right away and then just being honest with people I think people uh -huh. who genuinely care about you and have good intentions aren't gonna feel too hurt if you tell them, like hey like I need some space like having a really long day like I think just being honest and transparent even though it's weird sometimes it's a little awkward you don't want to like bust someone's bubble but <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think setting those boundaries or like sometimes i will not disturb and i'll just like not answer anybody or i'll tell them like hey like my phone's on do not disturb for the night so i'm just not gonna be around like, i'm going off the grid or i'll tell them afterwards and people kind of just get used to it and they're like okay yeah my phone's probably on do not disturb I agree. Um, I feel it. Sorry, I'm sharing. Um, I feel as though you made a good point about, you know, being honest and being direct is is very important, especially for someone that's really needy, because, you know, at times they they can't always see that you're you're busy and you have other things going mm -hmm. on. And like we talked about earlier, it's not what you say, but how you say it. Mm -hmm. I feel like the approach is very important um, with being direct. Um, sometimes, you know, when we are busy and we have things going on, it may come off hard. So I know, like, for instance, myself, I have a lot going on at times. So it, sometimes I'll be like, yo, sis, I love you, but I can't stay. <laughs> but I was back to you, you know, and Jenny's laughing because she know I do it. <laughs> but but being honest is what comes with building a healthy relationship and being understanding from the other part. Is exactly. Keeps it going. Mm -hmm. Um 
I feel as though when people ghost each other, that's that's not fixing the issue. No. That's no. ignoring the problem. And that's hurting the other person that's needy and may not be understanding mm -hmm. that they're needy or that they have an issue with just wanting to be with you. I yeah. think ghosting someone is is not the way to handle a person that that is needy. Um, trying to think if there is anything else. We talked about boundaries, which is um, very important. I think also just you know being being optimistic and maybe introducing them to some some other things that they like, like you know. Mm -hmm. as you Definitely. Yeah, if you build that relationship and you see that they love to listen to music or, you know, you guys have the same music and yeah. you, you have plans on doing something, but you know there's an event or there's a there's something going on. Be like, hey, I know you, you don't have anything going on such and such day, but maybe you and your friend, someone else can go to this events going on. I know you like music mm -hmm. or, you know, just give them suggestions to do things so that they know that you're there. To, to encourage them to do other things, but mm -hmm, exactly you're just not in the right position to go with them. But you want them to be at peace of doing something that they like. Exactly, yeah. and then and not only that, they don't have to do it with you. You're suggesting, you know, like I can't go, but hey, you can go with this person. You know, mm -hmm. it's oh well, I have a friend that she's trying to do this, you know, and she don't have no one to go with, and I know you like that, and she likes it. Maybe y'all can get together and go. Right. You know. Because you can't, you know, needy friends, they want to cling on, but it's also that that you're doing it in a positive way where you're encouraging them to get out there with other people, you know, because, you know, every it, you can't just be have one friend. It's always, I think, honestly, it's good to always have other people, different friendships, like we already had discussed, because you just never know where, what, what you learn from them and what purpose it is that for them to be in your life, you know? So, and I feel like when you meet people, period, there's a purpose from everyone. You you meet some people and you always learn something from them. And I think that's very important. Not a lot of people understand that when sometimes when you meet people, sometimes certain friendships don't last that long because they were only supposed to be in your life for that moment and that time and that season. And and that's okay. And it's okay to, you know, to, to let those uh, friendships go, you know, because, you know, even though it may hurt, sometimes you're like, why, 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 you know, but they were only there for, you know, a moment at that time where they needed to be there so you can learn something from them. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Like everything does happen for a reason. And I do, that's something my mom says to me all the time, like people come mm -hmm. in since um mm -hmm. so i think i completely agree with that and i feel like with needy friends like there's always a at least for me like i feel like i know how each of my friends kind of fit into my life like you were saying how sometimes you have your business friends you have your family you have them all kind of divided into categories so there's like a way to like work with each friend and like you know what works best for each person. So I feel like knowing your friends too comes in handy on like how you can push them in the right direction to still be healthy within the friendship. Mm -hmm. But I think also recognizing um, is it healthy or unhealthy in terms of the neediness? Like I've had a friend who was extremely needy, but whenever like she didn't get like she was very needy to the point where it was like everything had to be done together or the way she needed it to be done or it was World War Three, and everyone kind of had to deal with like the energy and the oh, no. attitude and the back talking and it'd be for a couple of days. So that was something that was just like weird because it was like you want to be there for them but you kind of just deal with the neediness because you rather not deal with the consequences right. of how you're going to react. Yeah. Stuff. So, and I think that's also toxic on our part to do because then it's like you're enabling them to, yeah. mm -hmm. to be like that. So I feel like that's where I saw within my friendship that it was like, yes, she was very needy, but then again, I'm a grown adult. I could have said no. Mm -hmm. I could have just, just went my own way, but I still chose to give in so I feel like that's something to recognize too when you do have a healthy needy friend that just doesn't know where to fit in or if you have an unhealthy friend that just like needs to have control 
Yeah. Yeah, those friendships, like, they, they can drain you completely. Yeah. I, I, I've, I had a situation and, you know, at that moment, you know, you have to reflect when it comes to any toxic relationship. You have to, when you get to the point where it's just like, I can't do this anymore. You know, like they're draining me, you know, it, it's just too much drama, too much to deal with, you know, and it's okay to sit back and really reflect and be like, you know what, I have to end this and I have to let it go. But I think sometimes, you know, it's to have that conversation with them. Sometimes it might not end well, you know, depending on the person. And if the person mm -hmm. comes, to, you know, ends up being aggressive or mean to you, then Sometimes you there you have to just leave things be and just move on. Sometimes it's okay to not get closure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I agree. I mean, if you've already made yourself clear about your boundaries and they're still just, you know, being disrespectful and not accepting the boundaries or just when you express yourself, they're, they're lashing out. Sometimes it's just better to detach yourself from that you know, mm -hmm. because it's, it's unhealthy and maybe they don't know how to communicate. And that's something within their self that they need to work on. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And we, we can't save everybody. Unfortunately, we, we are, we are not um, designed to be saving everybody. <laughs> definitely no, definitely. <laughs> and, I think, <laughs> and I think sometimes, you know, we humans, we end up doing that. We'd be trying to be like, oh, you know, but I got to be there for them. Right. Even though you know that they're toxic and, and they do so many things to hurt you, but you continue because, you know, you know somewhere deep down that they're a really good person, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just be like, you know, but I got to be there for her. I, I need to, you know, she needs me. And then you jump for every little thing. And that is just like the worst thing anyone can do, you know, because you can give, 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 and they're taking, 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 and you're not getting anything in return. Yeah, I think actually one of the biggest things, not just within my like toxic friendships, but toxic relationships too, it's just like relationships all around, family, mm -hmm. definitely, mm -hmm. um, friends. I something I always did was I would pay attention to how they act with friends, how they act with their family, mm -hmm. their people. And like, that's kind of how I would go based off of stuff. But what mm -hmm. I noticed that I was doing wrong, that was toxic on my part was I was making excuses through that. So it was like, okay, well, I see that he's extremely disrespectful towards his parents. So that's just how he is. So if he gets disrespectful, mm -hmm. then it's just, he does it to the people he loves the most. So it, it's okay. And I did the same thing with my last friend, my ex roommate, where it was like, I saw how like nasty she can get with her closest friends and how much she would talk behind their back and how much she would talk nasty towards them and with her family too, like how aggressive she would get with her mom. So wow. it was just kind of like, okay, well, if she's, has an attitude with everybody and that's just her energy then this is just her like if she does it to the people she loves the most then it's okay because this you have to accept them for their worst and that was my toxic like realization of like you can't accept them for their worst like believe if you see that they're being disrespectful to the family they're peaceful, like there's no stopping that from being you on the other end mm -hmm. and that's good that you're able to um be accountable for that because a lot of people are conditioned to toxicity yep. ourselves to it. And that's exactly what you did. Well, if they're disrespectful to their family, that's just who they are. It's yeah. not okay. We can't yeah. something that is not healthy. And um, it's great that you're able to be accountable on that because some, sometimes whether it's friendships, relationships, or family ships, family, <laughs> we make excuses because it's like, well, that's just who they are. Well, just because that's who they are, it doesn't make it right. And we have to set them boundaries and be like, you know, that that's the way that you want to live your life. That's okay for you. But the way I want to live my life and the people that I want in, in my circle is not, it's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. You know, and yes, if we, pedestal. 
Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if they they you either with it or you're not, you 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 got to move on. But um, we do as humans, we do sometimes, you know, condition to being toxic. And, it, and it's not okay. It's definitely nice. not okay. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, uh, Shanera, I think it takes a lot and a lot of accountability to like really know that and to know that and then stand in that because because I know sometimes we just ride it through. We just ride it through for a while until we get to the point where you're just like you're completely drained and sometimes we don't see it early. So, you know. Well, and I think as we get older and we and our and experiences in our life, we can kind of now see it. So we're like, mm, I'm not going to do that and put myself yeah. there when I've already experienced it before. Yeah, I think listening to people too, like I had a lot of situations where in my past friendships, I had other people telling me that it was toxic. Mm-hmm. And like I had two cases with like my ex roommate and then my um, ex best friend that was the one who kind of stayed being friends with my roommate. It was like everyone would tell me that they were both toxic friends, mm-hmm. and people noticed that people saw how like I would react and how I would feel afterwards before I even noticed how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I was so used to like kind of just I was used to it. I was just ignoring it. It just was what it was, and like. I think now when I hear other people's opinions, I don't take it into account in terms of I let it affect my my choices, but I do listen, mm. especially when it comes to people I respect, like my mom. Like my mom has never been wrong about any friend or person I brought into my life, no matter how much I fought her on it. So I mm. think listening and just like taking in what they're saying and then apply it, does it actually apply to it or does it not? If it doesn't, you can drop it, but if it does, like actually listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That was good. Is there any other closing thoughts you would like to share to help women or anyone in regards to um, toxic friendships? Um, I think something that I would end it with is just, it's okay to end friendships. I feel like that sounds really mean to say, but it's okay for certain friendships to end. Like it's so it's gonna be okay. I know my little cousin, she's 12 and she's going through a lot right now with her friends. Like she's being bullied by like a whole group of girls and like, they're really intense. And I asked her like, well, why are you still friends with them? And she's like, well, if I'm not friends with them, I won't have any. Mm. I think even as adults, like some people kind of think that like, they're like, wait, mm-hmm. like how do I let go of someone I've invested so much in? Like mm-hmm. what's life going to be without this person who's in my routine? And I think to just go off of that, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, you're going to find new people. You're going to flourish and find, you're going to turn into an even better version of yourself and the right people will fall into place. So it's okay to let go of toxic friendships. Mm. That's good. Anything else you wanted to um, end with uh, for uh, toxic friendships, Jenny? Um, The same thing with her, you know, just it's okay. You know, it's okay to go through the emotions. It's okay to look for genuine other friends. It's okay to move on. And one thing is don't do not stay in the bitterness. Do not stay in the bitterness of that. Yes. It's going to hurt, but you're going to be okay because you know what? When the next chapter comes and new other relationships, those other relationships might be the ones that where you're going to flourish, like Jay said. And we just got to just be mindful and just take it one step at a time when you meet other people. So again, thank you so much, Jay, you know, for coming on here and speaking on your story and to anyone that was listening in this evening thank you for tuning in but before we end we also have a, a very important question that we always ask our other well we always ask apologize we always ask our guest speaker what makes you uncommon jay um i would say <laughs> what makes me uncommon is my understanding and patience i think i try very hard and i'm not Like I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I still have my own toxic traits. So I definitely have my ways to go. But I think the fact that I 
can understand from so many perspectives. I can see things from so many different um, perspectives and I can just understand it. I can be patient with people. I can embrace that. And I just love embracing people's energy and, and really like understanding them. So I think that's what makes me uncommon is that I'm able to just have that different output and really connect with people on a deeper level. Mm, I like that. That's amazing. And thank you again for uh, coming on here and you continue to flourish and continue to be who you are. And, and not only that, just being who you are. And I hope, uh, Shanera, do you want to, uh, where can we find her? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Okay. You cut off there for a little bit. Oh, I was saying the Instagram is on the screen. Okay. <laughs> Apologize for that. Can you um, just repeat it for the people that's going to be listening auto version? Yes. So it's at zero, like the number zero, and then officially F-F-I-C-I-A-L-L-Y underscore Jace, J-A-Y-S. And then I'll also be adding your information in regards to your networking event that you have next week in Manhattan, New York. Is that correct? Yes, Photo Gansa. It's a networking event. It's come, have a good time. You get photo content. It's also a photo. You're going to have a lot of professional photographers to get great content. Awesome. That's great. Sounds. It sounds like it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, um, Jay, for coming on. Um, Shanara, do we have any more comments from the audience? Nope, no comments or questions. You're good to go. Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and thank you for tuning in again. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna be closing out. Um, make sure you come on and check out our, our website for our self-love apparel at www.uncommonwomen.net. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday. June 14 at 6 p.m. Eastern time on um, IG or Instagram at Uncommon3Women. I, I will be having an amazing guest speaker. She is going to be speaking on her testimony on blindness awareness um, on Instagram Live. Make sure you come out and check that out. Also, I am currently still looking for uh, someone for the month of June for Cleth and July, I'm sorry, I apologize for that. For the month of July, <laughs> sorry again. Uh, for the month of July, I am looking for Clef and Crinora Crin Facial. Sorry if I'm not saying that right. And Psychoma Awareness. Um, you can email me at uncommon3women at gmail.com. If you or anyone um, has has a story or is advocating for an awareness, you can, again, email me at uncommon3women at gmail.com. And make sure you tune in for next Thursday for a great testimony at 7 p.m. Central Time. And stay uncommon. Bye.